Welcome to another powerful message from One Life OK. We really hope you enjoy it. One of the things that I want, I tried to mention on Wednesday, then I got hung up, and so I wanted to mention it today. But whenever I saw this picture in my heart about the word of the year, it was like in, in a suitcase. And I mentioned on Wednesday, how many have ever had, this is where I got hung up on Wednesday, so I'm not going to look at y'all. How many have ever let someone else pack your suitcase for you? But but that's what's happening, is that the Holy Spirit um, has packed a suitcase for the journey ahead, the journey of this year. And that begins, we have to understand that He gives us something for each day. So it's, you know, even though there's an overarching picture that we set under the canopy of the Word, it's up to us not only to dissect it, you know, to unveil it, to unpack it, to pull out, but we have to personally put on the stuff that He said to put on because that's what we need. So some of y'all, y'all need to put on humility. And what is false humility? Let's start there. Yeah, false humility is is making statements and comments and actions that are below our divine um, identity. And we've all done it. Think, though, why we say them. Just go a little deep with me this morning. Why is it in the presence of other people we want to talk about how bad we are? Or how, yeah, we want someone else outside us to validate us with some sort of but but what do we call that in this culture of honor manipulation, manipulation. don't you hate it when you're a manipulator yes. have you ever been manipulated has any have you know someone's been saying something to you to get something from you everybody anybody everybody's been there well we don't want to do that right so we have to be more aware of what we're saying why we're saying it when we're saying it this 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 possession that we have this Jesus this Holy Spirit the Father they have come and we're Cece's working on a song um, I don't even think she's going to need us on it but it's about it's about making a home for God and how that in making the home for God he makes a home for us the remodeling process is as much for you as it is for him. Yes. And so there is this process, process of us unpacking what he really meant. There is no way that we have capacity as human beings to hear everything that God intended in one message in one year of messages in a lifetime it says that in our lifetime we would never exalt all the mysteries of God so that's that to me is exciting that means that I can't miss it mystery will just run across and slap me up over the head what is it is this not working oh sorry I guess I'm not close is that better how's that I know, I can too. Is that better? Is that better? Thank you. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, yeah. So as I discover a little bit more of the mystery of God, just think about it. The design of God is for that to expand my curiosity. You know, I don't know if you know the scripture. I think I made a slide for it. Number seven. In Proverbs 13, it says, When desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. So let's think about it for a minute. In our Adam nature, the nature that you were born into the world with. Now think about it. Why did God make it that way? We could have been born into the new creation nature, but we weren't. Why? Let's think about let's think God thoughts for a minute. Let's th- can we think God thoughts for a minute? Where did the Adam nature take hold? 
So God did design man to walk in the garden where the tree of life existed. And he gave them a choice to follow after his words only or to follow after the deceptive words of the enemy. That's all that's happening in all of our lives every day right there. He sets before us two trees, the tree of life, which your design is for desires to be fulfilled. The Adam nature created desires against God. And so then we have now stamped desire, pleasure, any of those words, satisfying all that on the Adam nature. And we try, this is what we do. (laughs) We make decisions out of that Adam nature and then we ask God to come and anoint and bless it. But remember what I said Wednesday, that system, let's make it personal. That system that I made those decisions out of were the Adam nature, and that is the nature that's falling. That is the system that's falling. That's the system that's breaking up. All the other people who have gone further with it in the world and made systems and plans and banks out of it or whatever, that system is falling. Remember, But remember, it was a sign unto what? Oh, man, y'all even had a small group about it. That there's the demonstration of the reality of the kingdom is upon us. So you can see, can you not, to me, can you not see it so clearly? I'm either making decisions over here with this carnal nature. And I'll get some desires fulfilled over there. I will get some desires. This is a yes question. I will get some desires filled over there. Yes. Or I come over here and I step into the reality of God. And what begins to happen? The old timey word was sanctification. I begin to become made new. The first step in being made new is my stinking thinking. As a man thinks, so is he. Every thought you won't catch about you that's bad, you will put an action to it. You will begin to speak about it to another person and you will manipulate them to tell you that you're not that. That should stop right here at the gate. There shouldn't be anything coming out of my mouth to where you need to convince me. David said, encourage yourself in the Lord. See, just think about the advancement of the kingdom could do if we weren't spending all of our time trying to get somebody else to reassure us of who we are in God. Come on. It's the reality. You're going to end up, it's just you're, you're circling around compost. That's what you're doing. You know what compost is? It's the throwaways. All those thoughts need to be thrown away, and you're out there with them. You're out there looking at them, yeah. digging through, see if there's an apple peel you can use or something, and you're showing it to somebody saying, do you think I need this? Do you think I need this thought about me? And so then that desire fulfilled, let's just use the word of the year, that desire fulfilled becomes the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Can you see that at all? He never needed them to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He didn't desire it for him or want it for them. Why? It opened their eyes. That's what the enemy tricked them about. They already knew all they needed to know. Listen, I grew up super innocent. And now, you know, I can't watch, I can't watch hardly anything. But when I see something that I've never, and trust me, there's a lot anywhere now on the billboard. I mean, you know, I have to live with a sack over my head of stuff I've never heard of or never dreamed of or never thought of or never was in my imagination. Why? Because I, I grew up really pure, really restricted, if you will. The restriction was a good thing for me because I then, every time I see something I've never thought of before, I have to do something with it. Now, see, some of us are like, well, you know, we just all just need to be able to be strong enough to just look at anything, anytime, and just know God's truth over it. Well, that that's but that's not the reality of how humanity works. That's why God was so against them eating of the knowledge of the, of good, uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. 
because humanity wasn't wasn't designed to set the standard. I wasn't designed to say, okay, let me decide if that's good and let me decide if that's bad. Let me decide if I should be thinking about that. Let me decide if I'm not. Humanity wasn't designed to do that. That's why my mind, if I opened up 5,000 doors as a kid, looking at pornography or looking at sexual crap or listening to bad language or bad music or bad lyrics or whatever, all of those doors I open up, whether it be inadvertently or whatever, I have to go get healing for all of those. Now, God in His mercy sometimes does a whole bunch of them at one time. But I promise you, the struggles we have are because of the doors that were opened throughout the, from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We're still eating it today. Because the enemy's still saying, did God really say that? You know, I started to watch a little show the other day, just innocent, you know, I'm just innocent. Had a cool name, like the actor. But two minutes into it, I just had a feeling. Now, I decided to do a little investigation with this feeling I had. So I read up on what the movie was about. Can I tell you the kicker? The movie was super good, they said, until the last two minutes. So I would have spent an hour and two hours, whatever, watching something in the last two minutes. Now, here's what I did. I went and watched the last two minutes. Why? Because I wanted to see what was the hook. And I realized the hook wasn't the last two minutes. The hook was the hour and 50 minutes. I mean, it was just an exercise for me to try to hear the Holy Spirit. I know, don't do it at home, okay? Um, <laughs> you gotta be, you got to be me to do that. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm just saying, I was doing that for a different reason. But that's the way it works. You don't know what your hook is. You should. I know mine. But maybe you don't know yours. You know, Sid Woe's is Zach Efron. She can't watch anything with him because look at Phil. He's Zach Efron now. He's here in person. There's no need to watch him anymore on the movie because look at him. He looks just like him. But see, but see that, do you understand that the way our desires are constructed are all about our heart of devotion like I've been talking about all day? And so that's why it's really important that Jesus come in, Jesus, Jesus comes in and begins to, to show us what is not of him. Let me say it another way. He begins to say, that's of the knowledge of good and evil. And this is the from the knowledge of the tree of life. And listen, I am just telling you, it'll come down to that in your life. Because your little soul has a hard time not feeling guilty when it sins. As much as you want to tell people, it doesn't. And so that's good. That's called a conscience. That's the button the Holy Spirit touches when He's what? Convicting. You want conviction. Has anyone ever seared conviction for a time in their life? Do you remember when it first began to be reinstated? What began to, What happened? So many feelings. I mean, what begins to happen? You begin to think about, where was I? What was I doing? Why did I? Did, it's the same thing with tears. You know, when you get all hardened in your heart, you don't cry anymore. Anybody not ever cried for a season thought that was a cool thing? You know, Bailey's like, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. <laughs> I remember a time, don't you, when she wasn't crying? I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry, it's just a, it's a visual I'm having right now. Just have to prove we're wrong as quick as as quick as I as quick as I can. <laughs> Sorry, don't get sidetracked. This is what happens when it's the family, you know. I can just get sidetracked. And so, God's heart is that you not only feel good about your desires. Oh, did you know you could? Is anybody okay? You not only feel good about your desires, but you actually tell people about your desires. You actually are able to get your needs met. See, when I'm manipulating, 
no one, no one in this room should want to give away what they're being manipulated to do. That's already from a soulish demonic place because, because we're designed to have desires fulfilled. It's a design of God. It's not a bad thing. It's we reinterpreted that. That's what we were talking about with this tree of life. We reinterpreted that. I had this visual when we were talking about it's in that number four there again. I had this visual and it comes from, let's look at number six, this in Revelations. It says, the angel showed me the river. We read this um, in the word of the year. River of the water of life flowing with water clear as crystal. That sounds pure, right? Continuously pouring out from the throne of God and of the Lamb. The river was flowing in the middle of the street of the city. And on either side of the river was the tree of life with its 12 kinds of ripe fruit. According to each month of the year, the leaves of the tree of life are for the healings of the nations. So just as just an incentive. One of the things that I want to do in my life is I want the Holy Spirit to convict me and show me where I've tasted of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Why? Because that it didn't say that was the, the tree that had healing for the nations. See, everything about God is about flow. It's all about flow. Let's, let's read a little bit more. Um, let's see. Let's turn to, let me read this part in Daniel again. Daniel 12. He says, at that time, the great angel Prince Michael, protector of your people, will take his stand. It will be a time of great distress, the worst trouble your nation has ever known. When that time comes, your own people will be spared, but it will be spared. All those whose names are found written in the book of life. Multitudes of those sleeping in the land of dust will be awakened, and some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting disgrace. So that shows us right there the two trees. Do we want shame and disgrace, or do we want everlasting life? That depends on what we eat of. What I eat of, what I, that forms desire in me. You know, think about, just let's think about addiction for a minute. So the reason addiction happens is because of my design. I'm designed to be uh, captivated by Jesus, by the one, by divinity. Whenever those wires get crossed in my life, usually through modeling. So as a child, you know, I've talked with a lot of people who have been addicts, but every one of them had the same thing in common. As a child, there was a missing link to who they were. And so... What happened was they didn't get the identity of a son, of, of a godson, right? They, they actually missed identity because what happened in the home? Parents were doing something else. And so they couldn't see them, so they, they, they became needy to the point they had to satisfy it with something or they felt like, they were not loved or they felt like, I mean, all kinds of things. And so that fuels getting that satisfied more and more and more. And having no addiction, let's just use it in pill form. If I take a half of one today in 10 years from now, I'm not going to be taking just a half of one. Because why? Because our bodies continue to need that fuel. Think about that can't be coming from an outside source. It doesn't matter if you're watching movies or sleeping or taking drugs or, you know, having sex, whatever your addict of choice is. It doesn't matter. The point of it is, is that I'm striving to get a need, a desire fulfilled in a way that God didn't intend. And so when I begin, that's what I'm saying, when I begin to accept Jesus, think about, now some people, it's just snap. It's just one thing and every single desire is changed. But most of the time, I have to deal with the discipline of seeing where those desires came. And guess what? That requires healing here, there. I mean, from every kind of angle. Why? Because he is restoring to me 
innocence. The blood of Jesus makes me innocent, but not in my own eyes. The shame is the thing that he has to restore from shame to what? What's the opposite of shame? Oh, no one knows. Just think hard. Anybody ever had shame before? Do you have it now? And Okay, what do you have? Purity. What makes us pure? It's a magical thing. How can blood, you put blood on fabric? Is that hard to get out? You get blood touched on you from somebody that has disease, what happens? Maybe? Why? But this blood is confounding. And so, how do I receive the blood of Jesus? So that would tell me the more Jesus, the more purity. The more blood, no? The more Jesus, how do I get more Jesus? How do I get more Jesus? If I want, I, don't, I needed more Ollie today, so I asked him to sit up here by me. What did I do? I asked him to sit by me. I asked him to come and be with me. See, we're so funny. Aren't we funny? We don't want to ask anything. Because when I have shame, I'm like, oh, I'm horrible. I'm horrible. I'm horrible. I just got to wait and let it just come to me. I'll just position myself. <laughs> Everything in God, listen, ask and you shall ask and you shall ask and you shall ask if I'm in need of no shame. We make everything so hard. We act like it's just going to, I ask. Do you have an answer for this? I tried to wash my hands a lot. See, that's what Pilate was demonstrating. He wanted to wash his hands of any guilt of the sentence upon Jesus, right? That's what we're doing when we don't go to Jesus. We're trying to wash our own selves someplace else. And that creates this desire to be I mean, my desire to not have shame is not enough. We've lived with it. How many of y'all have lived with it for a long time? We live with it way too far, way too long, far and long. Because why? Because we think it's going to happen another way. We think it'll just go away if I just come to church. We think it'll go away if I do religious activity. It only goes by the blood. And the blood only happens from relationship. I only have relationship by asking. Listen, we've got to move away from this. Well, I'm just going to sit here and see who notices me. See if they see what I need. See if they, you know, I'm just not going to manage my own self at all or be aware of how I'm feeling or nothing. Everybody else has got to tell me what to do about everything. No. David said, I encourage myself in the Lord. What did David? David, he had reason to feel shame. You have reason to feel shame. All have sinned. Shame, sin is shame. It's connected together. I have said this for years. Who would have believed that the hardest thing for us to get over was that I can live like I never sinned? We're not super good at it, though, are we? We still need validation to know it's okay. But if I just took it upon myself that he's trying to remake this desire of mine, he's, he's trying to see that's the thing is that I, he's demonstrating in Daniel, this is the prophecy about the difference between resurrection and not. With resurrected eyes, I see only everlasting life. With non-resurrected eyes, I see everlasting disgrace. I don't think Jesus is enough. That's the greatest sham of the religious spirit. My religious activity was to gain myself salvation, to gain myself the blood to, to not, so I wouldn't be in shame. And that's not true. 
when Jesus says it's free, it's free. It's my ability to connect with what he's really given me. The religious spirit marks some of y'all and it's still leaving its mark. And so then you can't even walk into a place of discipline because then you stick that under the religious spirit. But trust me, if you have lived from the knowledge of the tree of good and evil, you're going to have to have discipline to live from the, from the knowledge of the tree of life. Your knowledge is skewed. Your brain is messed up. And so part of, part of this word of the year is about an actual mind shift. That's a renewal process. That's, he's saying you're going to need to have this mind change, this heart shift, this renewal of the mind to be able to accept the words that are coming to you. Because the words are coming to you are about that you get to ask whatever you will and it will be done. But if my delight's not in him, I'm going to be asking for some Chick-fil-A. Is Chick-fil-A bad? Do you have need of Chick-fil-A? We don't even know the answer to that. We don't even know. We don't even know what's good and bad. See, that's the problem. We're eating from the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. We don't even know. Even now that we have eaten of it, we don't know. You know, whenever I was younger... I, just last year, I, <laughs> I played basketball. Everybody knows at Moore High School. And before the game, our games were always on Tuesday and Friday. So every day in the game was always at uh, 6 o'clock. We always warmed up at 5 o'clock. It was always the same every time. So at 2 o'clock, I would go to Sonic and I'd give me a number two hamburger, no onions, and a Dr. Pepper, and tots. That was my go-go juice, energy booster. Just enough time that I wouldn't throw it up on the court, but it stayed with me long enough that it would I'd need that beef, right? I would notice, I noticed for a long time that I just kept having this little funny, y'all hear me do it every now and then now, this little gurgly thing that I get in my throat. I've always had it since I was, I remember the first time I had it, it was like maybe eight years old. What I didn't know is that the carbonation from the Dr. Pepper made me do this little gurgly thing. But when I did that, it, I, it was really hard for me to breathe. Now that was before, you know, as you get older, you just can't eat everything you used to be able to eat. But that's before that day. But see, I made a decision because I noticed the effects of the Dr. Pepper weren't good that I didn't like. No one came to me and said, hey, listen, that's affecting your performance. See, that's, that is this process. When I'm navigating life with the Holy Spirit, you maybe can drink all the Dr. Pepper you want. But... If you begin to notice with the Holy Spirit, something is not helping me live in this place I want to live. It may not, everybody you know may be able to do it. But see, when I'm having this communion with Him, then I'm actually building something towards something that's everlasting, where that I can ask whatever I want, because I know what I'm asking is in keeping with the tree of life. See, the, the tree of life is satisfying, it's exciting. It's Don't you want to live where your decisions feel exciting, feel good? You can feel confident about them. You don't sit there and wonder, should I have done that or not? Have you ever just everyday decisions, you're like, should I have done that? Like, we didn't even know if we're supposed to have Chick-fil-A or not. We don't know. <laughs> So we sure aren't enhancing our desires with words. We, we reduce all of life down to everything has to be about just, am I sitting in a pious place of worship? Everything's worship. Everything is potentially worship. And so when I begin to build up the desires of the tree of life, and I begin to say, 
when the enemy says, did God say you can't watch that? Did God say you can't go there? Did God really say that? When I don't know, then I can't stand beside my desires and let them grow. I don't feel like I'm leaves of healing for the nations. I just feel like I'm confused. I just feel like I'm not sure if this is good. I'm not sure if I should have done that. I'm not sure if I should have. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And so I'm not giving out my fruit. I don't even know if my fruit's good or bad. Might be Chick-fil-A fruit. That may have been bad, but I can't remember if it was good or bad. I don't, I'm not living with this awareness of, of how that he's trying to infuse. Are you getting anything I'm saying? Infusing my life with, with the thoughts of this everlasting life, not this everlasting disgrace and shame. And it says, those are the people that will shine. Because why? I will begin to purposely try to shine on you. I'm not saying I'm perfected in shininess, but I'm perfected in my desire to help you see the gold in you. I know I can see the gold in you. And I know if you spend enough time with me, I can tell you about the gold in you and you will begin to see the gold in you. It was always there. It was just covered up from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A bunch of desires that created shame, a bunch of decisions that created disgrace, a bunch of decisions that I can't even personally get over. No, you can't because it has to have the blood. And I have to be willing to apply the blood as necessary. If I'm hanging around the compost, I need some blood. I can say to the compost, you are a liar. That's where the devil lives anyway. The beginning of that verse in Proverbs 13 is hope deferred makes the heart sick. Where does hope come from? Now listen, this is, I I could really help you here. I don't know if you can hear me today. But there's a hope that comes from the knowledge of good and evil. Well, I hope I marry someone that da 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 da. I hope that I have a job where I get to da 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 da. I hope I come home and my wife, she's made me dinner, she's got a foot massage ready, massage ready. And the women are saying the same thing. I hope I come home. My husband has. What is that hope that comes from the knowledge of truth? It's an expectation. That someone, what someone else will do for me. See, the Lord revealed to me yesterday that just like in the Spirit when I activate you. So when you come here, one of the things the Holy Spirit does, He activates you. You feel better in here than you do any other time during the week. Why? Because you're activated. I mean, we see Breezy painting Jesus and putting it on metal, and talking to Cece, and Cece's having an encounter, and, and we see that Madly, she was the only one from her whole house that came, and she's here, and she's receiving hugs. We're talking to people, and you hear Jared screaming, and yelling, and laughing, and hollering, and you don't know what's going on with him, but it's so cool, and you just see all this stuff happening, and you're just like, what? Ah, I can conquer anything! Let me out of here! And you have a dream about Hitler, and you don't even know what the heck is going on. Is that me? (laughs) It's reality. So that hope, when I get triggered, I'm trying to get someone to fix my trigger. So what am I doing? I'm bringing, I told the worship team this yesterday, I'm bringing it to me. You triggered me. You And what do we do in a trigger? It's a variety of things. Depends on what your little fire fire. We went through that a couple years ago, remember? That's in your soul. And depends on what? Where do those those little firefighters and what are the other ones called? Protectors. Where do they all come from? An experience with someone that did what? Didn't know who we were. I, I talked with two people that are living in here right now today, yesterday. 
and they had triggered each other. I could see it. I mean, I made them FaceTime as I could see it on their face. Their face was triggered. And I, and I began to explain where each person was. This is where they are. This is where you, I begin to see that, that trigger face come down. Because what happened? Understand? I don't. I here's my favorite line. I just couldn't see it that way. Of course you couldn't. You're triggered. You're blind when you're triggered. And see that same muscle that I get triggered. That's where activation occurs. I mean, I can trigger you in here, and I could right now. Anybody triggered today? Say, I told God, let's don't trigger anyone today. And he said, All right, this is true. This is cheerleading day. Okay, so no one see. Everybody's my friend today. Nobody's triggered today. But see, I don't have the trigger. I have the words of activation. And the place where you're triggered is the place he wants to activate you with anointing. And if I don't lay down my trigger, if I don't lay down what offends me, if I don't lay it down, I never experience the knowledge of the tree of life. All of that came from the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. All that came from someone's, did God really say, are you sure God said? And then the next thing we know, we're like, yeah, my hope is like, yeah, I have an expectation that you're going to do a certain thing, a certain way, a certain time of day, and then you didn't do it. When you're coming home from work, you're like, when I get home from work, I mean, I know you do this. I know you do this. When I get home from work, there's not one thing in you that's like, I'm going to serve like a champion. <laughs> I'm a hero server. No, you're like, I'm tired. I made money. I worked. Now it's me time. I mean, it takes a lot of maturity to get over that one little hump, that little mountain of me. Because Why? My expectation is everybody knows how tired I am. Everybody knows what I've been doing today, and they want me also to have me time. No, because everyone is saying that. And see, that deferred. Even that hope deferred. Even that hope deferred makes me disappointed in people makes me i mean seriously all of that comes from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil all that kind of hope but see god's kind of hope i don't put all my stuff on other people to meet my need i'm not coming home i'm coming home saying i am so thankful that i am not alone now i'm coming home to some people that live here I don't think there's anybody that lives alone in here right now. I can't think of anybody. I'm coming home to my people. I'm coming home with people that like me, even though I'm crappy and I'm selfish. I'm self-centered. Come on. And they love me. We might even eat dinner together if we're smart. Because that's the time to regroup. That's the time to come together. How was your day? What'd you do? How'd it go? What's going on? How you feeling? Right? Because I'm connecting. Because it's the purpose of living together. But see, when my hope is in the knowledge of the tree, I don't come home doing that. I may not come home. I might come home just in time to slip into bed because I ain't thinking about you. I'm thinking about where can I go to get another need that I have met. My, my complete expectancy is wrapped around me. Wrapped around what I need, not... Not the, not this desire. This is a different word. Listen, it, it says, if I delight myself in Him, He'll give me the desires of my heart. What happens in the delighting process? Anybody ever taken the journey of delight? Anyone at all? It's a journey of delighting in Him. When I really take that journey, see, I can tell you this will answer so many of your problems. The journey of delight, the journey of learning. If you don't know it, do the sacred journey. That will help you find delight faster than any book I know. That describes everything that's going on in your life in the sacred journey in a nutshell. And it's 47 chapters or whatever. 
I think I'm still reading it. That journey of delight creates a different desire. Listen, we have got to come to the time in our lives where we don't mix old worldly narratives and godly functions and act like they can mesh together. Act like, well, I'm married, so I should get all the sex I want. I know no one in here is saying that. But if you were, you don't understand covenant. Just think if God said covenant comes down to just this one thing. We would just never, we would, we would reject that immediately. But see, when we do that in our relationships, and it's the same way like with friendships, if you have this expectation of a certain thing and you're not investing at the same level, you're manipulating. Listen, any, any respect or any sort of honor comes from me to you. You cannot extract it from me. I can fake it. But you can't extract. Come on, let me step on your toes a little bit. You can't extract it from me. I like my girls. They get their toes out here. So you can't extract it from me. I have to be willingly. It's not real if I don't give it to you. That's why God gave us a choice. He set before us two, two choices because he wanted the choice of our devotion. He's, everything that he has is given to his lovers. Every word, every blessing, every abundance, everything is given to his lovers. But if I don't understand how to love him, then I will be manipulating God. I think it's in the same chapter. Maybe. Yeah, here it is, I think. The lovers of God will always have more than enough. But the wicked always lack what they crave. That's just this one chapter. It's so good. The lovers of God will have a long life and get to enjoy their wealth, but the ungodly will suddenly perish. It, this whole chapter is all about that. It's all about understanding that when I position my heart right, when I, when I see that God packed a suitcase for me, I did not pack it. I do not know what I need Monday morning. I don't. I don't know what I need Monday morning. But in... His goodness, He packed for us. Right now, I'm giving you words of life that you're going to encounter tomorrow, tonight. You're going to encounter this choice tonight. You're going to encounter a moment where you can watch anything you want to watch, but did you really ask the Holy Spirit? Do you want to get hooked in and then have to see the end? How many have that? Don't raise your hand. Where you get hooked into something that's not good the whole time, but you just want to see the end. That desire brings with it a weight. If I have no ability to shut that down, I have no ability to curtail that, it may not be about anything you watch. It might be something else, what you say, whatever. You can apply it, right? Yes. That whole process is what? for To get to what, what this says in, that I've been reading this whole time, that when desire is fulfilled, it is the tree of life. This very tree of life that's in this picture, that in, let's read it really quick. Um, Well, good, I have five more minutes. In Revelation 21, let's look at at 21. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, descending out of the heavenly realm from the presence of God like a pleasing bride that had been prepared for her husband on her wedding day. That's what the holy city looks like. It's a metaphor. Who did the preparing? The bride. It says, look, God's tabernacle is with human beings. And from now on, he will tabernacle with them as their God. Now, God himself will have his home with them. God with them will be their God. That's his title. Do you know God is with you? Listen, if I'm sitting here saying things out of my mouth that don't have to do with my identity of God, I have forgotten God is with me. I'm talking about him. He'll wipe away every tear from their eyes and eliminate death entirely. No one will mourn or weep any longer. And the pain of wounds will no longer exist for the old order has ceased. What's the old order? That's what happened in the garden. The first thing that happened in the garden was what? They chose to be lied to. 
and they picked something that they weren't equipped to manage. I'm not equipped to manage the God standard. In other words, I didn't make it. I yield to Him, and through me, He allows me to have my yes. My yield, my yes, turns into actions of obedience. When I abide with Him, that's, that's why it's all about a tree and a river analogy, because I'm abiding in Him, I'm in Him. The part, me, I position myself in Him. He didn't make me, He didn't come and pull me over and stick me down inside Him. It's an invitation. I have this nice yacht. You can come and live in here with me. And we're all like, well, I don't know. It might limit me. might put me in a box. might restrain my desires. No, humanity was designed to function this way. And when I realize my design is to function within the abiding process, this is what he says. I will give water to all who are thirsty. As my gracious gift, they will continuously drink from the fountain of living waters. And the conquering ones will inherit these gifts from me. And I will continue to be their God, and they will continue to be children for me. But as for the cowardly, another word for that is fear mongers. Have you ever heard anybody that spews out fear? The faithless. The despicable. Isn't it funny he puts cowardly, faithless, and despicable in with murderers, perverts, and sorcerers, and idolaters, and deceivers? It, that just tells me one thing. Anything apart from him could have any sort of look to it. When my This is the crazy part about my humanity. When my humanity joins up with the knowledge of good and evil, evil something I am not meant to manage... It creates all kinds of things I'm trying to satisfy. It creates all kinds of rights I think that need to be, I mean, wrongs I need to be right. It creates all kinds of justices, creates all kinds of equality, creates all kinds of systems and movements and all that. Why? Because we're trying to sustain something we were never meant to be able to manage. You didn't make the standard. You don't uphold the standard. God upholds it by just being God. He doesn't need somebody else to create another version of it. In in back to our uh, one of the verses of the year I shared was from um, Isaiah fifty five, and it says, "Listen, all you are thirsty for more. Are you thirsty? Come to the refreshing waters and drink. Even if you have no money, come and buy and eat. How can you come and buy and eat with no money?" What's the bartering system in the kingdom? What is a bartering system? I've got something in exchange, right? What what do we what do we bring to buy? Me. You got no money? You don't have any money. You don't have <laughs> trust me. You don't have enough to buy spiritual things. But spiritual things are is what your humanity was designed to, to wield. Supernatural things is what the resurrected eyes see. Supernatural things are what the resurrected person does. So he says, come if you're thirsty. Just if you're thirsty. First off, are you thirsty? I'm desperately thirsty. You know, whenever I begin to carry this vision of God, can I tell you, it looks nothing like what I thought it was going to be like. Because why? I only had my own experience to judge what it could be. That's how far my imagination went. Do you, are you following me? But now that hearts have joined and covenant relationships have been made, the fruit of that is so much superior than what I could have even imagined. In fact, it, in fact, it's so daunting. Sometimes I feel like, how can I even maintain it? And see, I can't man- maintain it because each covenant member maintains it themselves. It's not up to the leader. The covenant that I decided to step into willingly, I died to my own way. 
I see different people. I mean, I see bro sacrificing, even if you could say his talent sometimes to make sure that we're all able to go in the, even in the songwriting process together. I'm sure he could do all kinds of stuff. We aren't, we don't know how to do, but it's the same thing for me. I sacrifice something I know sometimes to be able for us all to go together. I'm not revealing everything I know about God to y'all, you know? And so that's, that's the principle of that. I just keep bringing the thing to purchase the water. It's the same scripture in John 4 when he said, give me a drink. He said, give me a drink. What did she have? Just her. She didn't know. Everybody was appalled he was even talking to her because she was the wrong kind of person to be talking to. But see, it's the same thing. If I don't have anything but me, do I think it's enough to get what he has? That's really the question. And if I realize that that's true, then that's why I love it. I'll summon nations to you. I'm bringing people to you that you that have never heard of you. I'm bringing people that you have never heard of, and they're going to run like you run. They're going to follow like you follow. So all you have to check is how am I running? How am I following? Let's stand and I'll pray over us. So Holy Spirit, I just release the power of your desire over us. May we just line up our hearts and our desires right now with you. We set aside our insatiable need to gain knowledge and to gain wealth and to gain things from just another tree. And we choose today to embrace the tree of life, embrace the remaking of the tree of life. And I just pray over us right now, just put a guard at our gates, put a guard on our lips, put a guard on our eyes and our mouths and all the gates that we will begin to infuse our lives with the knowledge of the king with all the ways that you've come to embrace us and give to us so i bless us i bless as we venture this month into more of this beautiful suitcase that you've packed for us we lay down the need to know everything that's in it and we just embrace the journey together in jesus name amen Thank you for listening to this message from One Life OK. For more information, please visit us at onelifeok.com.